Okay, Chris, multiple choice question for you. Ready? Best Macaulay Culkin film. A, is it Home Alone 1? B, is it Home Alone 2, Lost in New York? C, is it The Page Master? D, is it Uncle Buck? Or five, is it other? <laughs> um, my girl. Uh, no, it's uh, it's Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Why Lost in New York over Home Alone 1? I think seeing Kevin experience a city, um, I should say, it's because his co-star is Donald Trump. Just kidding. <laughs> Definitely not. Not trying to get political here, but no. Um, I, I just, I think Home Alone 1 was fun, but Home Alone 2 came at the time in my life where... I was a year or two younger than Kevin, I think, when he was when he was handling that uh, situation. And to be free in a city seems so cool. And uh, to like drive around a limo with pizza <laughs> seems really cool. I-, I like it a lot. But as an adult, the first one is always going to be like the best to me. But I do love the second one. It's it's. I think that's my favorite, Macaulay Culkin. What's yours? Probably the first one. I mean, at least in my mind, it's more quotable. I mean, I, I feel like we find ourselves saying those things around the house all the time, like, Buzz's girlfriend, woof. woof. You know, those those lines, so natural. Um, but let's, I will say, Pagemaster and Uncle Buck, both underrated. Great performances there, too. Have you seen Uncle Buck lately? No, definitely not. I have not seen oh, that th- since, like, for, like, 20 years. Worth the rewatch, for sure. Does I've it been, still like, stand? Oh, since the beginning of the pandemic, I was, like, I've watched so many 80s movies, and it's been fantastic. I think Uncle Buck is still a solid film. John Candy at his finest. Does music videos count in this other? I, but I of course it's it's a it's other. Um, black black or white. Michael Jackson was a really great music video, and Macaulay Culkin is in the opening scene of that. Also <laughs> starring Tyra Banks. That's a great song. Um, I'm not going to do it ever here, but fun fact: I can do the rap from the middle of it. No. Well, you're yeah. for sure going to have to do it at some point. Mm, not this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Should we dive in? Speaking of, here we go again. Do you know it's been... Is, is this, this is our 10th year. Finally. Yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah. Tenth we can season. talk about it on the show. Should we begin? All right. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to This American Horror Story, an unofficial unofficial podcast about the FX hit show, American Horror Story. I am your host, Tyler Moss, here with my co-host. Chris Husted. What's up, everyone? Welcome back. Welcome to our American Horror Stories fans. And Tyler, you sound a little rusty. I know, which is funny because we have been podcasting about American Horror Stories now for, I don't know, roughly seven episodes and I've gotten so used to switching up my opening dialogue that I tripped <laughs> over my own tongue. So apologies to everybody. Uh, I will say it's probably no help that now that we are doing American Horror Story again, instead of recording kind of leisurely on a Sunday morning with a cup of coffee, I am back live with a cocktail, as I know are you. So, yeah. you know, who knows how much influence that's having, but it's part of the equation. Uh, it feels so good to be back. welcome 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 to all of our new listeners who are here to you know 
indulge in a discussion about the impending American Horror Story, Story Season 10 double feature. Thank you to our longtime listeners who are back and are, who are super psyched to finally be getting a, another new season of American Horror Story, which I don't think we've had since last episode was like November 2019 or something like that. So it's been a bit. Yeah, we've all been through some some stuff. That is indeed the case. So thanks, everybody, for joining us. Super excited to dive in. For those of you who are new, Chris and I are just fans of the show. We've been doing this for a long time. I uh, started out just doing, you know, a podcast. I mean, basically, we just started out uh, Zoom, you know, FaceTiming or maybe, I don't well, know whoa, what whoa, it was whoa. back then. We started off Skype. In gra- in, no, in grad school, we would True. watch the show together in our grad school dorm. Correct. Correct. And we would talk about it then. And then we were like, well, for future seat, because that's what, how we watch Murder House, right? Yes, and we also were watching, like, I think it was the first Walking season Dead. of Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah some yeah. other things, because we, we did some other podcasts. We thought about doing too. Walking Dead as a, as a podcast, but there were already, like, 17 of those, like, so right. we won't do well, that. Right, and we tried some other things, but this is the only one that really caught on, because after we left grad school, we're like, well, we still want to talk about the show with each other, but let's just, like, record it, because you were doing radio stuff, and it's, like, turned into a podcast. And lo and behold, it's become this little thing where there's a whole community, and we all watch the show together, and comment, and have theories and just have a good old time with it. So, you know, that's kind of how we got to where we are today. I'm going to brag. I think we are the number one American Horror Story podcast. Wow. That's quite the brag. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Uh, Well, our parents are really proud. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Well, I'm going to put our, put our humble pants back on and say, thanks so much for all of you who (laughs) have never, never heard of us and are joining us for the first time. We, you know, um, we, we wouldn't be where we in, are without them. Like our, you guys, y'all, our listeners are the most fantastic, wonderful, thoughtful people. So just, yeah, love you. Hundred percent the case, and you know, this is a we do consider this a community. So we invite our listeners to email us at thisamericanhorrorstory at gmail dot com with thoughts, theories, questions, just back and forth conversation throughout the season. Um, we always appreciate that. You can also go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash American Horror Story and comment on our episode postings there, send us messages, all that good stuff. And finally, you know, rate us, review us on whatever podcast platform you indulge in. It helps new people find the podcast, helps give us, you know, ongoing constructive criticism. You know, I used to pop my peas a little bit too much in the podcast microphone and heard an awful lot about that. So I think I'd like to think <laughs> I've gotten better, but you know, we'll see. Um, if other people agree as we dive into everything. Well, uh, before we, we actually start talking about our preview of Double Feature, Chris, we have to kick things off the way we always do. Let me ask you, what are you drinking this evening? All right, quick quick uh, story about it. So on this past Sunday was the season finale of the HBO show White Lotus. And because I can sort of be an, a boring adult, um, my wife and I were like, let's have a little Hawaiian-themed party for ourselves and one of our friends who lives near us who also watches the show. So I bought a bunch of um, Polynesian or Hawaiian-style cocktails, uh, and I made, this is not what I'm having right now, but I did make Hawaiian blues, which is like Malibu rum and blue uh, curacao. And um, but, so I made those for them, but I also bought pre-made Mai Tai cocktails didn't get into those, so that is what I'm drinking tonight. Pre-made, pre-mixed Mai Tais, which are delicious. Ooh, those look fancy. Is that a is that a corked bottle? 
It is a corked bottle. It's from a brand called On the Rocks. They sell them at the grocery store. Ooh. <laughs> well, look at you living the high life. And White Lotus. I'm, I, I'm you know, a couple baby. episodes behind you, but I'm, I'm coming along too for our White Lotus fans. Uh, what, what, are you, what are you drinking? Tonight I am drinking a Mezcal Negroni. This is one of my old go-tos. It sounds fancy. It's pretty basic. It's one part Campari, one part Sweet Vermouth, and one part Mezcal. So... Quick and easy, got a nice cube in it, feeling pretty good. It's three parts liquor, so what's not to like? I feel like 10 years ago, what were we drinking? Like Coors Light? Cheap beer, (laughs) PBR. Yeah. No, what was Old Style? That's the Chicago uh, go-to, right? Old Style. Yep. The good stuff. So, American Horror Story Double Feature, Season 10. Premieres, of course, uh, next Wednesday, I believe it is, August 25th. At 10 o'clock p.m. So it is upcoming this coming week. Where to begin? What do we know so far going in? Let me tell you. Not a much. Bullets. <laughs> Not <laughs> you Per up usual. Not much. This season has been kept in a shroud of secrecy to a certain extent, but we do have some key facts that were teased. We do have a trailer we can go off of, which you just rewatched a second time. So I'll, I'm going to have you talk about that in a couple minutes here. But first, let's go through it. The season is going to be split into two parts. We know this from quite some time ago when Ryan Murphy teased it. One by sea and one by the sand. Uh, It's seeming to mean the more that we learn about it, that the one by the sand is potentially desert. Maybe it's Roswell. Seems like there's aliens involved. We'll get it more into the theme in a minute. Mm -hmm. Uh, In terms of the double feature framing, there's, this is very much being considered a reference to, you know, the old horror movies that used to be showcased in double feature format. So you would go to a drive-in or you would go to your local movie theater and you would pay the price of one and you would have to stay for the whole thing and you would get two horror movies in a row. So you'd get something like Night of the Living Dead and the Swamp Thing, like back to back. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. So I think that's the idea is we're getting two micro, to a certain extent, American Horror Story seasons back to back. Let's talk part one first in terms of theme. Part one is called Red Tide, and it has six episodes. So it's relatively short. Part two is called Death Valley, and it has four episodes. So we actually have one part of the season that is longer than the other one. The first part will be longer. So part one, what we know about it is that it has what appears to be Some people have called them vampires. Some people have called them sea creatures. I've heard people reference them as sirens. Uh, Basically, it's a creepy, shrouded, balding, Voldemort-esque type creature. (laughs) Yeah, that's very sharp teeth. Um, You just rewatched the trailer. Tell us about the trailer and what you think of the theme so far. So the the trailer it shows that we've got a married couple. Uh, with a child, a daughter, showing up to a sleepy coastal town. Um, I, I, I know we've talked about this before, but it looks like it was filmed on the East Coast. Uh, I believe Provincetown is where it was filmed. So I'm, I, I'm not sure if it's actually taking place in that actual town or a fictional version of it. Um, and we've got Finn Wittrock and um, Lily Rabe. He's so excited that they're both back in like starring roles again. Love them. Um, and he's a writer. And the way they film the trailer is very Kubrick-esque. Uh, we get 
Jack Torrance vibes from Finn Wittrock's character, the way it's shot, where it goes kind of upside down, the camera moves around. But he's there, he's a writer, and he's there to rediscover his writing, um, get past his writer's block, which is always a great premise for a and a great trope for a horror story. As the trailer unfolds, um, we meet a few other characters that are also perhaps writers, uh, where we get to see um, one of my new favorite actors, even though he's always been a favorite actor, but ever ever since Mayor of Easttown, uh, Evan Peters is just just gone above and beyond and become a really like big swinging actor. He's fantastic. Um, so he's in there and also our dear, dear love, uh, Francis Conroy, who is, I, I read this on Reddit and I think it's so like, she clearly understood the assignment cause she is like a character. She's got the swoopy gray hair dressed, very kind of, um, uh, caricature esque of, uh, of, of what you might think of as a fancy, like, uh, horror writer or, a um, I'm blanking on her name. Who's who? Who wrote um, the vampires in San Francisco? Oh, the New Orleans author. Yeah. Um, yes, she I'm was also in San Francisco. On her name. I, I'm so embarrassed about that. Anyway, they um, uh, interview with the vampires. What I'm thinking, and we just lost four listeners. <laughs> and Rice. So Anne Rice, about? thank you. Anne Rice, yeah. Kind of like this type of a gothic-ish kind of character. She's awesome. Anyway, so um, they're writers too. They're, 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 they're meeting and creepy things start unfolding. And this is where the trailer kind of picks up and like it's a lot of crazy things happening per the uh, standard American Horror Story season. Um, we see flashes of of uh, writing we see flashes of these monsters that you've so um aptly described earlier and we see a moment where uh francis conway's character says you've now had a taste of success and it's uh, something along the lines of like and you're not going to be able to like let it go so it's hinting that he's got kind of given up something to achieve success and then we just get flashes of a bunch of our other characters, like Billy Lord um, as a dentist or something. I'm, I'm not sure, like drilling teeth and some 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 gory type shots that we know is just going to escalate into this mayhem of a season for the first six episodes, at least. Totally. So a few things that I definitely need to I probably missed a lot there, but. No, no. You covered a bunch of really good stuff, but there's a few things that I like totally feel like I need to call out as we talk about this. First of all, I've mentioned this on many seasons past of American Horror Story, uh, of of our podcast, This American Horror Story. And it has, I mean, our regular listeners know that The Shining is my favorite horror movie of all time, pretty much. I watch it every year. Um, it's still, I, I get the same goosebumps every time I see blood flow through the elevator and that camera in the helicopter follows the Torrances as they're driving to the Overlook Hotel. So to have a season that in a lot of ways seems to be, you know, kind of, um, 
modeled after after the at least or not modeled after but it has it's giving us those shining vibes has me especially excited i will say for sure the other part is uh, for those of you who don't know geographically provincetown is a uh, town that is on the very tip of cape cod uh over here in massachusetts cape cod is kind of um you know it's a very popular beach destination that is probably i don't know depending on how deep on cape cod you're going it's like 45 50 minutes from boston uh, Provincetown is actually like a, a pretty serene and popular city. It's, I mean, it's where actually a recent outbreak of the Delta variant um, occurred and broke out during, I think, Pride Month. And so that might be where you've heard of it recently because it was in the news a lot. But uh, Provincetown's a fun place. I've been there maybe one time um, since I've lived in kind of the Massachusetts area, but would definitely go back. It's got good food. It's got a good vibe. It's a fun place to be. So it's interesting that they would choose to set a horror scene there. I'm guessing it's probably taking place kind of in the off season, um, which I would guess would be like fall or winter. Uh, so that is, I mean, all sorts of excitement to look forward to. The other thing that we should call out is that the big thing that's been teased and we're finally seeing clips of is Macaulay Culkin, as we mentioned in our preview, uh, is our biggest name new actor, I think, in this season. And we see a couple glimpses of him in the trailer, but I don't think he speaks at all yet, so we don't really have a vibe for what his character is. But that's something to be really excited about, plus just the homecoming of so many of our favorite American Horror Story actors who were not around for 1984. Um, so to have them back in the hot seat is and kind of all together once again, very much feels like you know things are coming together. Plus the, the trailer feels legit scary, which is something we always kind of harp on seasons of American Horror Story for like leaning a little bit too hard into the quirky stuff and which is fun and they always have fun but sometimes we're like well we'd like it to be a little bit more we want to put more horror in Horror Story and this season feels like it's headed that way I mean the the daughter with the violin and kind of the violin violin solos are always creepy to me you could set them against anything and they're creepy so mm-hmm. especially when they go <laughs> Exactly right. So I'm super psyched for that. Um, how do you feel about this theme oh. about weird? Go ahead. I was say we, I forget. We also get glimpses of Leslie Grossman, um, who shows up and is with Macaulay Culkin. Looks like she's asking, like, something's going on here. What's going on? So I don't know if she's an investigator or a reporter or something. Um, and I, we also, and it, I didn't catch it at first, but we, I think we do see a glimpse or two of Sarah Paulson, whatever character she's playing and she's running from something and looking behind herself. Um, so it's, it's obviously we're just, um, theorizing about what these characters are going to be, but I, I'm so excited that Sarah Paulson's back up in this too. Totally. So let's talk about the inspiration for this season. I'm going to specifically talk about Red Tide because we really don't know that much yet about Death Valley. Um, you know, maybe, I don't know if we'll get a separate trailer for Death Valley or if it's going to be a full-on surprise when we get there. Um, you know, it'll be, int well, I'll ask you that question later. But a couple things that I, you know, have picked up just from what I've been thinking and what's also I've, I've kind of read doing some research online, people are comparing the appearance of these, what what has been deemed uh, pale creatures, I think it is. Um, oh, a pale man, I guess, is what they're calling calling them so far. Um, to the gentleman from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I was not a Buffy person, so I don't oh. know if you watched Buffy. I, I a long time ago I did. <coughs> um, yeah, no, that I could see that. Just this eerie, 
pale creature, <laughs> human, but creature. Um, I mean, along those lines, um, I don't know if you're going to go here, but red tides are actually like a, a scientific like phrase or phenomenon that are these like algal blooms that happened in the water in the ocean uh, where it results in like killing off and changing creatures like like aquatic creatures so i'm i'm curious if like that is hinting at that there's something scientific going on we do catch i think one scene in the trailer where there looks like someone's doing a scientific experiment so that could play into why we're the origin of these creatures um but yeah red tide is an actual phenomenon well and not only that but when you say red tide thinking back about the tie the ties to the shining you know and you think about the wave of blood coming out of the elevator oh, it's a little bit of an homage there too yeah other things that people are comparing the creature to is nosferatu from the famous oh, you yeah. know uh, horror film um, to me there's a little bit of like resemblance I even I, I said Voldemort earlier earlier but I also thought like maybe like the Merc creatures in Harry Potter there's a little bit of a vibe yes. there, little sharp teeth yeah so that was one I wrote um, you know in, in terms of like people comparing to the silent to the sirens in Greek mythology you know the sirens were dangerous creatures who lured uh, nearby sailors in their enchanting music with their enchanting music and singing voices to shipwreck on the coasty on the rocky coast of their islands um, so people who had to read the Odyssey in high school will remember, remember this, you know, that they, the people on the boat, like tied themselves to the mast and poured wax in their ears or whatever to, to keep from being lured into the trap of the sirens. Um, and if you haven't so, read that, but you saw the movie, um, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, which is, um, uh, follows the storyline of the Odyssey that also happens there with the women in the river. Exactly, which is also classic film. It's been a long time. Love that movie. Man, the music in that movie too. Excellent. Oh, it was responsible for the renaissance of bluegrass. I, I think I owned the CD. Uh, so a code name for this season, every season has a code name, and the code name for this one was Pilgrim. Uh-huh. Uh, pe- people are saying, well, is that tied to some thematic thing? Well, one reason it could potentially be called Pilgrim is because you know, of where it was located in terms of, it's not that, it's not, you know, Provincetown is not that far from Plymouth. So it could just be a location-wise thing, but who knows? Maybe there's some impact on the theme. And so, you know, of this season, we're we're getting 10 episodes and we have an October 27 season finale. So we're going to be ending just in time for Halloween, which is wild. How do you feel about the theme? I mean, we have two parts here. Are you, how do you feel about there being two parts? How do you feel about us, first of all, getting some kind of weird creature we can't put our finger on for part one, and then revisiting aliens after we kind of had aliens in Asylum for part two? I'm thinking I'm getting vibes uh, from Roanoke, which was the same story, but two parts that were very different. And um, depending who you talk to, Roanoke could be sort of divisive on if you liked it or not um i for one absolutely loved it uh so i'm excited about what they do because i believe that whatever we're going to get in the first six episodes will get tied into the other four um and by the finale or by the penultimate episode i think we're going to start seeing them weave together and understand a bigger picture of a story about why we're dealing with these like crazy mer people with teeth 
and whatever the alien situation is going to be in the the desert portion of the story. So I'm excited. This this makes me think that the uh, season has been thought out and planned, which is something we always appreciate. Um, there there's an end game and it's already mapped out. So I am thrilled and I'm super excited. What are you thinking about it? I was going to say the same thing. Is be, I mean. Obviously, the pandemic has been a bummer in how much it's delayed the season of American Horror Story for us. But at the same time, it has pushed it back, you know, so long that we know Ryan Murphy's had this in his head for such a long time. There could, I mean, I have to imagine they've already done a fair amount of writing before the season began. I, I've heard this a fair, a fair amount. I think I was uh, reading an interview with J.J. Abrams the other day, and he was saying that normally with the TV shows, when he works on a TV show... They only write the first few episodes and they write the rest as the season goes on. But because of the pandemic, they wrote the whole season in advance. And that's becoming more common because of people having had to wait for so long. And that a lot of people are like, well, now that I've done it this way, I don't know that I'll ever go back and, and do it differently because it gives you the like option to, to think the whole season through and, and kind of weave the story together so it's more cohesive. And I think that there's – I'm hopeful that that's going to be the case with this season too as we dive in. If they take a picture or a page out of podcasting series, um, with the exception of Serial, which is obviously the, the the podcast that put podcasting on the map, if you're doing a serialized story um, these days, you know because of Serial that you don't start it without knowing where you're ending for the most part. Um, that's why so many people love history podcasts because there's a clear start and end to it. Um, so I'm hoping, uh, and as someone who has to write podcast episodes like this i'm i'm hoping that because they had this extra time that there was a lot more editing and uh, uh curating the story so it flows and making sure that everything pays off in the end which are some of the critiques we often have about american horror story seasons um i so i i'm actually thrilled up the extra time and what they what they've done with it me too me too Let's dive into our returning cast, which is always a blast to go through who's there. Yes. We've already mentioned a lot of these names, so they're not going to be surprises to anybody. But uh, we have some actual names of their characters, which could be fun. First, let's start with Finn Wittrock. His character's name is Harry Gardner. Uh, and his wife, Doris Gardner, played by Lily Rabe. So, again, two uh, you know, Who I just American recently Story started... I... I uh, did you ever watch um, the HBO show uh, The Undoing? Yes, of course. So I've, I, I've, I'm out of shows right now besides American Horror Story, obviously. So uh, And White Lotus is over. So uh, everyone talked about this other murder mystery. And Mare V. Sound I've already watched. So uh, we just started episode one. And Lily Rabe's in it. And I was like, hell yeah, here we go. And it gets me excited. Obviously, don't tell me anything yet. But um, Ooh, I can't believe you haven't watched that one. We're going to have to talk about the end of that after you watch okay. that thing. <laughs> anyway, thr- thrilled to see Lily Rabe in a starring role, especially seeing her again in, in this new H- or sort of new HBO show. Speaking of HBO veterans, Evan Peters also back. Yes. He plays a character named Austin. I can't believe we hadn't talked about Mayor of Easttown before you mentioned it in this episode because he, I mean. Phenomenal. He did so great in that show. I'm not so going to give any spoilers away because those of you who haven't watched it should go watch it. But yes. Evan Peters killed it. His character was maybe the best part of the show in my opinion. I mean, no, he wasn't the best part of the show, but he was a really good part of the show. <laughs> I, I love him. I'm sorry, but... You're just um, a big fan of Kate Winslow's accent, huh? Uh, Kate Winslow's really good, and I'm talking about um, Gene Smart. Gene Smart. <laughs> Gene <laughs> Smart is... You're, um, you're, on, you, you're on board of the Gene Smart renaissance. <laughs> Dude, if you haven't watched Hacks either, like that show is fantastic. <laughs> anyway, 
I love them all though. It was such good casting, and Evan Peters does. You know, when he showed up, I was like, "Oh, good for him, good for him." And by the time like he has an episode two under his belt, it's like, "Hell yeah, he's really good. He's really good." Killing it. That show's gonna be. I mean, I have to imagine it's it's Emmy bait for sure. Oh, a hundred percent. Of course, we can't talk about Evan Peters without his partner in crime, Francis Conroy, in this season, whose name is Bella Noir, which is awesome. <sighs> I mean, she's she's played some of our favorite characters in American Horror Story. Uh, Moira, uh, Myrtle Snow is Myrtle Snow's up there um, as one of my favorite characters of all time. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Got to be top five. Of course, Sarah Paulson returning. We don't have names for her characters yet, but she is one we know for sure is going to be in both seasons. So that's awesome. fun to know in advance. Mm-hmm. God, the hardest working woman in the Murphy House of Production. No kidding, because she's also playing a role in uh, the new American Crime Story, too, isn't she? Linda Tripp. Damn. Yeah, she's everywhere. Then, of course, we have Angelica Ross, who's back after 1984. She's so good in that. So good. Playing the chemist. That's the name we have so far. We've got Leslie Grossman, who's playing a character named Ursula. We have Billy Leslie's also, like, now she's a staple. She's been in the last, since Cult, I think, was her first one. I think Colt was the first one. You're right. So she's been in. She's been in every season since then, and it's been pretty good. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yep. Billy Lord back hot off of American Horror Stories as mm-hmm. a character named Lark, who could potentially be a dentist. We don't know for sure. She was doing dental work in the preview. Yeah. Did you ever see the horror movie The Dentist or The Dentist Two? No. Oh my no. god, it's hilarious. It's a, it's <laughs> one of those B horror movies where, um, I mean, he's a murderer and he just like kills people. <laughs> And he's a dentist in town. It's hilarious. Uh, and lots of gratuitous gore and nudity, just like the 80s and 90s. Anyway. Perfect. Then we've got Adina Porter as yes. Chef Burleson. So Adina Porter's back. We've got Dennis O'Hara back, who does not have a character name, but we see him in a scene on the beach. Yes. Where he seems yep. to find something dead, maybe, <laughs> based yep. on his face. Love Dennis. Yep. John Carroll Lynch is returning uh, specifically oh. for Death for Death Valley, I believe, is what okay. he's scheduled okay. for. Again, also from huh. American Horror Stories. Yep. Right, right. And then also Matt Bomer, too, is going to be in it in some capacity. <gasps> oh. uh, I don't think we have it announced exactly how he's appearing yet. I will note that Kathy Bates was supposed to be in this season, but had to pull out due to COVID concerns, which is a bummer oh. because... All yeah. the all the articles and everything. Ryan Murphy said in twenty different interviews that the way he got Macaulay Culkin on board is apparently Macaulay Culkin's character was supposed to have a Kathy Bates wild sex scene, which we're oh gonna miss out on. So. Oh god! I mean, maybe for the best, but nah, that would have been pretty fun. Um, <laughs> wow, God, I love Kathy Bates. That's that's a bummer, but also like, like girl, we get it. Like COVID's scary. Like whatever you gotta do to be safe. You do you. You do you. Yep. In terms of our new cast, obviously we've already talked about him a whole bunch. Macaulay Culkin is playing a character named Mickey. Then we have another American Horror Stories alum, Kaya Gerber, Cindy Crawford's daughter, is going to be popping up. Ryan Murphy is really pushing her. He loves to grab the up-and-coming influencer model, new-to-acting people. (laughs) Yeah, spoiler alert, you and I were not huge fans of her acting in American Horror Stories, so we'll see if she can pick it up for... American Horror Story. Hopefully the other actors that are around her will carry her a little bit in this one. Yeah. Um, another new new face is Spencer Novich, who is playing hmm. the pale man. So he's the one who's playing oh. the creepy creature. 
Okay. I encourage everyone who hasn't seen it to look up Ryan Murphy's Instagram of apparently Spencer Novich's like um, audition tape. You should know about Spencer Novich that he's a former Cirque du Soleil performer. So he Love does that. like really creepy body work that really is going to make this character really give you the little spine tingles. So that's going to be exciting too. Then the last two are we've got Chad Michaels, who's a drag race veteran. And the very last one is Neil McDonough, who is going to play Dwight Eisenhower in Death Valley. And he's not a name you would necessarily know, but if you look him up, you'll recognize him from... What are you going to say? What were you going to say? Band of Brothers, Suits, Mm -hmm. and Justified are probably the three shows you're most likely to know him from. Or... Uh, Desperate Housewives. I he plays. I think it's Edie's husband or something like that. Yeah, he's a guy that once you see him, you're like, oh, I've definitely seen him, but I don't know his name, and I can't remember exactly what he's in. But you see him, you know him. You, you're like, oh yeah, yeah. He's one of those. I've, I've seen a meme where there's like eight guys um, that are always playing like a villain or like a husband or whatever, and and you're like. Name one of the if you can name two of these people, then you then you know your actors or whatever. And I couldn't name any of them, and except for John Carroll Lynch, he was in he was one of them too, actually. <laughs> um, but yes, I I I, I recognize that guy. And I look him up. And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Neil McDonough, that is his name. Now you'll know it when you see that meme. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna take you through some points of discussion real quick, and then some. Well, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna call these flash questions. We're gonna okay. you've got to you've got to just shoot from the hip from these. Okay. Oh boy, I love We're it. Go through. All right. Biggest excitement for this season. Francis Conroy. Mm, good one. Being a being a main player, being a main character again. She always she deserves more front leading characters. I cannot wait. And and the way she looks, I'm just so excited. She, I, I she just ever since Six Feet Under, I love her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, mine is going to be obviously Macaulay Culkin and just because he's an X factor. We don't know what he's going to do. I, I got to be excited about that. Biggest concern this season. I'm concerned that the trailer looks better than the season will actually be. That's a concern I always have. Um, and I concerned that too much was given away in the trailer. That's great. My biggest concern is going to be, I think that's actually a very great concern. My follow-up concern on that is that, Two seasons, is that really the best? I mean, how are we going to handle that? Are both seasons going to feel like they have enough time, but they're not too long? Are they going to be tight? I, I hope so, but that's a, that's a concern. Um, making a guess, a forecast. If you were in Vegas and putting money on it, who is going to be your season MVP? Francis Conroy. <laughs> Hey, just, I'm sorry. I'm just so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> that, that's a good. Uh, hey, that's a good bet to place. Mine's going to be Finn Wittrock. I think this is going to be since Dandy. This is going to be the best role he's had since Dandy. I'm predicting. Well, that. when we saw him in 1984, like toward the end, it was it was good to see him again. And and he played such a eccentric character in Hotel, um, and in Freak Show. <laughs> that it's it was really cool to see him in 1984 as kind of a regular type of a person um and just putting on the acting as opposed to playing like this like create like this caricature of of a villain or a rock star or whatever he is i i agree i think he's going to be really impressive in this so I, i'm excited mm-hmm. well here's the next uh, a question that uh 
you're going to have trouble with, I can already tell. Francis Conroy's character in this season, better or worse than Myrtle Snow? Call it now. Oh, God. I mean, it's hard to say worse, but, like, nothing can... Like, Liz Taylor and Myrtle Snow are my two favorite characters, I think, in... Uh, the whole universe? In, in, in the universe. And, uh, and, and I, that's, no, that's no fault to Jessica Lange, who plays fantastic characters, but they were just so perfect <laughs> yeah agree i, don't, I think I, I, yeah anyway um I, I i i say worse but that that means like that that doesn't mean bad <laughs> that just means it's really it's, hard to live up to myrtle snow it's a high bar it's a high bar but you know it's i have a you know i already have high expectations as you seem to just from what we've seen so far i know mm-hmm. uh okay next one are francis conroy and evan peters a couple i think they're a they're a partnership i don't think they're a couple Okay, I, th- I think they've got, they they know some secrets, and clearly, like there's a point where they point a gun uh, in the in the trailer to the back seat where Finn Wittrock's character is. So I think they they know something. I don't know. I don't think necessarily they're villains, but I do think that they are a team of some sort. I don't think they're a couple though. Yeah, fair enough. They could be. They also could be mother son. I don't know. I hope they're a couple. I would love a Harold and Mont situation. That is my hope. <laughs> that would be that would be cool. That would be so cool. we'll see what happens. And final question: Is Finn Wittrock going to try to murder his family? I mean, they set it up that it's it's going to look like that very Amityville horror like type of a situation. He's going to go. He's clearly losing it. He's going crazy. He made some deal with the devil to be successful, and. Part of that is him losing his mind, and we see Lily Rabe's character like running through the house and looking like she's being traumatized. Uh, to see what happens with that is going to be pretty interesting. Totally. Um, and you made a great point that we didn't touch on earlier, and maybe it's not worth going too in-depth on until we actually get into the season. Yeah. But you're right. We do get in the trailer a hint that apparently Finn Wittrock's character made some sort of deal with the devil or deal with a demon type thing. Uh, this is a reference to a pretty ancient, well not ancient, but a pretty old historical trope that comes from uh, the basically like classic lit story that I had to read in some class in college. Uh, Dr. Faustus, written by Christopher Marlowe, which is the classic story of somebody selling their soul to the devil in order for some kind of, you know, eternal fame, eternal life. I mean, that's it's it's a story that goes on and on through history and it's been told a million different times. And so that's where, if you've ever heard the term Faustian bargain or something like that before, what that typically means is somebody who sold their soul for some kind of immediate gratification that they're going to pay for down the line. So... There seems to be a hint that that might be what happened here with our friend Harry Gardner. So we'll see if that's the case. And so finally, for the uh, end of every preview podcast, we go through our old rankings from the last time we ranked the American Horror Story seasons and we see if those hold up to how we still feel. Before I do that, do you have any questions you wanted to throw out or final thoughts? Um, who's, who is, who do you think is going to be the first person to die? Ooh, looking at the cast, I'm going to say Kaya Gerber's a good bet because I don't know if we can sustain her level of acting across the entire season. So that is one pick. The other one is, nope, that's what I'm going to pick. I think it's Kaya Gerber. He's going to die first. 
Who do you do think? Do you think? Do you, uh, I think that's a, that's a very good, especially since I don't think we saw her in the trailer. So <laughs> that means she's probably not long for this world. Um, do you think death will matter? Do you think if you die, you die? Are there oh, stakes in this? Man, yes. Let's hope this is different. People who die stay yeah. dead. <laughs> yes. That, that should be Ryan Murphy. Every time he starts a new season of American Horror Story, should, that should be the thing he writes on the whiteboard before they start. You know, no ghosts. Those who die stay dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll probably be re- like you know, alien probing will bring them back to life or something like that. In this one. Well, we 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 got into time travel <laughs> during um, uh, apocalypse, so. We're going whole Marvel universe on this now. Anything's possible. <laughs> so, Chris, I yes. sent you before this episode your rankings from the last time we did this. You've read through them now. You've let them marinate a little bit. Where do you stand going into season 10 of American Horror Story? How would you rank the nine seasons that have happened prior to this one? So I am going to change it up from what I subbed in 2019 because I've been a bit. I've thought for two years on this and I rewatched Murder House with you. Um, I Okay, so Asylum still stays number one. I think it's just a really good season. Um, Yes, it gets a little crazy with the aliens. Too many things, too many, too many cooks in the kitchen on that. But Asylum number one, Murder House number two, that still stands. I had 1984's 3. I'm going to change that. I did like it a lot, but I'm going to move Roanoke to number 3 again. Because I really, when I heard that this was going to be like a double type of a season, I remembered how awesome that was and how the first part of that season, even though we know it's supposed to be a film TV show, it didn't feel like it. It was scary and there were things happening and it was the imagery and the it was just so good. So three is going to be Roanoke. Four is going to be 1984. Five is going to be Coven. Six is actually going to be Hotel. Seven is Cult. Eight is Apocalypse. And nine is Freak Show. So I've moved Apocalypse from five to seven and i've moved hotel to six i believe and where do you have colt uh colt is now wait oh, i already forgot what i said asylum murder house roanoke 1984 coven cult is six apocalypse no hotel is seven apocalypse is eight freak show is nine mm, got it got it okay what do you have now and what did you have, or what are you changing around, or are you keeping it? No, I'm making some changes too. <laughs> After having, I mean, that's what happens when sometimes past. I feel like we always the most recent season will always rank either higher or lower than where it'll stand when we re- mm-hmm. think about it over time. And like you said, it's been almost two years now since we saw 1984, um, which for me is going to bump 1984 down a couple pegs. It doesn't mean I didn't enjoy yeah. it, but I think. I even re-listened to part of our 1984 finale recap, and we mm-hmm. were not big fans of the way that season ended in the last couple episodes. And yeah. I, we had that same problem with Colt, I believe. And for both of those, over time, it's made them not stand in my memory quite as well as yeah. stand up in my memory quite as well as some others. So, number one, Murder House. Two, Asylum. Three, Roanoke. Five, uh, four, 
Four. Four. I'm bumping up Coven because more and more in my mind, Coven has like such a good cast. It has such a fun vibe. I think at the time when we first reviewed it, I might not have been as high on it because I was like, well, I wanted more horror from it and this and that. But like in my memory, when I think about just like how many great actors were in that season uh, in, you know, it had such a distinctive feel to everything. I I think if I went back and rewatched it, I'd be like, hell yeah, this season's awesome. Well, Along your lines, I think we probably, if people asked us, like, do you remember this in Coven? We would more likely say, oh, yes, I remember that, as opposed to 1984, where do you remember this happened? And we would because it's more recent, but parts of Coven stick with you a little more. Exactly. So Coven, I'm bumping to four. Hotel, five. Freak Show, six. 1984 is coming now, and it's seven for me. So it's dropped okay. a number of pegs. And part of yeah. that is also, I recently watched, per your recommendation, the Fear Street trilogy. <sighs> yeah. Including 1986 Fear Street. Is that the year that the second Fear Street takes place? 19. I think it's, it's 1986, I want to say. I think it's 1978. Oh, Oh, you're right. It takes place in the 70s. You're, you're 100% yeah. right. Anyway, it's, you can look it, up, look it up to confirm while I'm talking. But the point is, we had a camp yeah. horror movie that was very well done, yeah. in my 94, opinion. 94, 78. 78. So much fun. Yeah. And when I, I think about that, and I think about it in relation to what I remember about 84. I'm like, oh, Fear Street was awesome. It was, to your point, like... It was what American Horror Story probably could have been if it had really landed that end of the season. So yeah. it's it's made 1984 drop for me a couple. So that's where it's at. And the, the end to number eight, Apocalypse, and nine, Colt is now the bottom of the barrel for me. Why do you put Colt at, at the end? Because I remember so strongly disliking the way that season ended, like the, the that final stretch of episodes, that it really sticks with me for whatever reason. I remember we had some really serious frustrations with it. Well, and they did all those shitty um, tangents with, or digressions with the different cult leaders, you know, and, it was, and I, it's kind of fun to, to, to visit old characters, it's what Ryan Murphy loves to do, but does it really serve the, the main story that you want to tell? I think it's more of an indulgence. I think it was, and I think for us, it would just didn't click, and it, I remember that very vividly in my memory now. So. The Lena Dunham episode was just the Valerie one was just like, all right, come on. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's funny because I was thinking and I like Lena Dunham. But. Yeah, I was like, I vividly remember just absolutely hating the episode. So there you go. So that's where I stand too. Excited to see where Double Feature lands in this scheme. Of course, we will revisit at the end of the season when we do our finale review. But we've got 10 episodes between now and then. So we've got a lot to look forward to. I oh and we've sort of talked about it with The Shining, but um, and we've mentioned it in other podcast episodes. But I love the Stephen King vibe that we're getting out of this one. That's that's one of the issues I have with the trailer is it's great and it sets a very Stephen King Sleepy Town vibe where things unfold. But then I think too much was given away in the trailer. Like let it be what it is and like you know let it unfold and then you know this crazy stuff happens. And I've referenced this movie before. But hereditary it's like this grieving story and it's kind of things happen or whatever but then it just the third act goes just totally nuts and for the most part people love that 
because it wasn't expected. And yes, there's an expectation of what you're getting out of American Horror Story, but it'd be cool if they kind of fought that expectation and said, here, we're doing just like a, like a, a, a Stephen King-esque type story and then still letting it go American Horror Story as it will do. Um, I think, and that's the problem with a lot of critiques of American Horror Stories. There's two camps. There's the camp that's like, let it be what's going to be. It's campy. It's American Horror Story. This is what they do. And then there's the other camp that is the expectation of seeing quality, good storytelling without being over the top and too much. Like if you're, you know, and that's what we all thought we sort of got in Murder House in Asylum before it really started going a little bit off the rails. The expectation now is very different. So where do you land on it? You and I sort of land in the middle where we want it to be this one side where it's like thoughtful and uh, cerebral and, and, but we also do love some of the campiness of the characters and things that happen. If there's a way to marry the two a little better, that would be the perfect season. It would be. And it's a tough line to, to tiptoe on, you know, Mm -hmm. and we'll see how they do it. But given, given the trailer, I am very excited for it regardless. So we'll see where things go. I can't wait to talk after episode one. This is the most excited I've been in a long time for a season. I'll tell you that. There's been a lot of wind-up, you know? There's a lot to look forward to. So can't wait. Uh, Yeah, we will be talking about it in the span of roughly a week. So less than by the time this episode comes out. So hell yeah, we are back. Chris, where can people find you between now and next week? I will be on Instagram and Twitter at Chris Husted, Chris with a K. Uh, Where can people find you, Tyler? You can find me in those same places at TJMoss11. You can also send us your thoughts and theories and questions to our email at thisamericanhorrorstory at gmail.com. Or you can send us a message or give us a comment on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash thisamericanhorrorstory. As always, we really appreciate your ratings and reviews on whatever podcast platform you listen to. Helps more people find the podcast and more people join this little community anything else you wanted to say as a closing chris or i just i'm so excited i'm so excited um hey. also if 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 you haven't watched american horror stories yet it's in our same feed check them out um it's it's a different beast in a way but it's 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 a fun ride so check it out and hang hang out with us there too yeah they've been fun and there's been a lot of ties to regular american horror story totally seasons a lot of same actors so lot to look forward to okay double feature premiering on august 25th that's a wednesday at 10 o'clock p.m we will eastern. be recording sorry 10 o'clock I, i'm just on eastern bias you know me and the east coast <laughs> but oh, east. Uh, we'll be recording immediately <laughs> after and we'll be looking forward to sharing with you then so until next week we wish you all happy hauntings